that is some serious denial happening where you think that it's somehow not going to impact you. April 10th. It's late. We're going to just start going. We're going for it. Okay. You have something you're passionate about. A number of things have ticked me off today in the news. David Williams is a turd. Go. (laughs) Use that. Okay, so David Williams, the whoever chief medical officer of Ontario, says that Ontario doesn't keep race-based stats on testing or who gets the virus, and he's taking his lead from the WHO, and they're not urging it, which is not angering me yet. Yeah. And then he gets quoted as saying, all groups of people are equally important to us, says Williams, which just made my blood boil because that is such a superficial statement. And it took me several hours to like articulate why <laughs> it made me so mad. And what I came up with is like you when you care about something when you really care about something you look at it and you learn about it and you don't get to just say we care about everybody equally without making sure that everybody is being treated equitably like if you have help you yeah like people who (laughs) have multiple cats and put their cat food out at the same time like make sure that each cat is getting the right amount of food. <laughs> like yeah. we look at, we you look at things that you care about. That's a good example with cats. Is it? I don't know anything about cats, but yeah. So and then Andre Picard, um, had issue with this at well, and he said it better than me. So he said, "We need equitable, not superficially equal health policies." That means paying more attention to the vulnerable and marginalized. Data on race and socioeconomic status are essential to pandemic response because racialized and low-income people are at greater risk. And the fact that our chief officer of health or whatever the heck his job title is Doesn't doesn't understand that and is putting out superficial, pandering bullshit quotes like that just makes me so mad yeah. okay all right i'm gonna take a deep breath yeah i also want all of you to be mad too because that is bullshit we should hashtag i had to explain what a hashtag was to avery at bedtime tonight <laughs> i think i figured it out okay but but we should all we should start a hashtag against Williams. Williams is a turd. Okay, I don't I I don't approve of that particular hashtag. Neither do I. It's late. I'm tired. It just true. I don't hold me accountable for any of these statements. Okay, the other thing that got my morning off to a bad start yeah. was hashtag end the shutdown was trending on Twitter. Oh, yeah. So there's this movement afoot, probably in the U.S. mostly. I don't know. I didn't have time to figure out the geography of it. Right. Um, 
where they want the shutdown to end. Although my trending is from Toronto, so it was trending in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people want the shutdown to end, and they, it's I think it's like the natural immunity group, herd immunity. Yeah. They just want to like let the virus just rip through the population. Yeah. Come what may. Um, and then we'll have herb, herd immunity and uh, we're off to the races. I just think a few hundred thousand dead bodies to deal with. I think the people that don't follow what's happening in the healthcare system just it's like they only see, you know, they're just thinking about how it affects them. Right. Mm hmm. And yeah. So here's a rough breakdown of why that's kind of insane, just in case you don't know. So we do have to get herd immunity. Like, that's the only way this thing ends. But it matters how and at what speed we get herd immunity. So there's kind of three options. Option one is the quick natural herd immunity, uh-huh. which is just everybody comes out of their houses and goes to work and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Option number two is slow herd immunity, mm-hmm. where we all stay in our houses and the virus just spreads very, very slowly. And option three is a vaccine where we stay social distancing until the vaccine is made and then as many people as possible get the vaccine to achieve some kind of herd immunity. So the people who are advocating for option A, where we just let it rip through the population, I think are not at all picturing the implications of that. And... It would just absolutely overwhelm our healthcare system. Mm-hmm. So there's n- there will not be enough doctors or hospital beds to treat everybody. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where people, where sick people go. Do you build tents in parking lots? Do they just die at home? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It will be in Canada. I should have looked up these numbers. University of Toronto ran the numbers on how many people would likely die in that scenario, and it's hundreds of thousands. Yeah. In the states, I remember it's two point two million yeah um and all in a very short period of time (laughs) like i don't remember what but like just in the amount of time it takes the virus to travel from person to person not to mention and everyone would be sick like so many people would even though people that even aren't dying right like just relatively healthy people would be just in droves people would be sick at home in not their bed able for weeks. to like not yeah. able to function or in hospital like, for weeks like you know would we even be able to like care for children like they yeah. would go like yeah. if both parents are de- like deathly sick for yeah. I mean that probably yeah I don't know and then the last component to that is if you're entire hospital system is overwhelmed by this you're gonna have almost as many secondary deaths from people who can't get their cancer treated and can't have their necessary operations and can't access life-saving health care that happens on a regular basis so I just don't I hope people 
don't understand what they're advocating for because if they understand what they're advocating for and still advocate for it, that is that is some serious denial happening where you think that it's somehow not going to impact you. Yeah. Yeah, you think it's just life's going to go back. You're strong enough and healthy enough and you don't know any vulnerable people and so you and yours will get through it, which is not true. All right. Those are the two things that pissed me off today. Uh, can I talk about something? I don't think this pisses me off as much as what you were talking about, but mm -hmm. the thing I wanted to tack on to that I forgot to talk about when we were talking about why conspiracy theory people do this, right? There was that article talking about, because it's, it's the same reason that we're trying to make sense of what's happening to feel a sense of, control and and autonomy over what's happening and and even if it's like we i said like the term talisman even if it's like we have no control still but it feels somehow like we do that's okay but a real feeling of control you can get from like making i think you could by making your own mask if you want to do that or you know there's no alcohol gel in stores so making your own and i think the who even has or the cdc or somebody official has a recipe that you can use that's fairly simple that you can mix up your you know you buy instead of buying alcohol gel you buy the is it some sort of aloe vera gel and alcohol and you mix them together in the right proportions and you have alcohol gel i don't think it's as nice as the Purell stuff because it's I think it tends to become a bit stickier or something but it's still better than you know if you need alcohol gel it's it's reasonable product that you create yourself but there's all there's at least two times two or three times I've now read articles dissuading trying to dissuade the public from doing this themselves and it seems like the main argument is that we'll do it wrong we're not going to be able to measure 60 percent by volume like we can't use a measuring cup and it just that it's that mentality bothers me because everything that i've experienced with the healthcare system with caden and just our own anytime we've had to deal with the healthcare system it feels like that can be the perspective the system will try to take with you that don't worry we'll take care of everything you just listen to us everything will be fine but then as you start going along with that you realize actually they don't really understand your needs they understand some average patient or they understand what most people need and you're the only one who's ever going to understand actually what your son or daughter or whatever your specific need is it's so specialized no no one has the time to really understand that and you have to advocate for it you have to understand and mm -hmm. brainstorm and solve your own problems and bring it up with the right people and it's just i think we need to get people to do things for themselves like like just figure out how figure to stuff things out. together figure stuff out like this is a relatively simple thing to do that you figure out 
And not to mention that if that is the issue, people, instead of saying don't do it, they could just give a recipe. I mean, they do have recipes. <laughs> they even quote the WHO recipes or whoever has that. There's like a reputable recipe out there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, even so, you shouldn't do it because you might get it wrong. And yeah, you might get it wrong, but. Also, if the alternative it, is no hand sanitizer. Right. Then like, I guess with, having too low an alcohol content is not going to do you harm. Like, is 50% really that much worse than 60%? Is it no, really? No, is it that much worse than nothing? Than nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, that's I it. I don't know. That was a long-winded thing. Okay. Yes. Other things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm just always a stream of bad news coming well, good out news? of New York. Well, yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay, good. Oh, do Go you ahead. have good news? Yeah. I thought, isn't that what New York is starting to... It looks like there's some data coming out of New York that makes it seem like it's peaking or it's peaked and it's going things are getting better. Like the numbers of right. new cases are starting to go down. I saw one graph. I don't have it in front of me, but there's uh which is somewhat surprising in a sense that they seem to have gotten things under control relatively quickly. I think it's too soon to say they have it under control. Okay. But that they're peaking. Maybe it's like a good, a positive, like a good sign. Yeah. But I think it's probably too early to say that it's under control. Right. So our friend Patrick sent us an article because he said um, that he finds it hard to believe that they have it under control this fast mm-hmm. um, considering how fast their new cases were rising at the beginning mm-hmm. and that could be like um, but the problem with cases as always is that they're not accurate and so part of the reason that New York's cases were growing so fast is because they were adding testing so fast Right, they were ramping up their testing capability so I don't think the rate at which their cases were growing was probably refe- reflective of actual spread. But not to say yeah. that, like, it could be go either way, right? But it would, well, would it, though? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, once you start seeing numbers come down, like, if if what's happening is testing rates go up over time, Ontario being the exception to this apparently but if you actually have testing ramping up and going up you shouldn't ever see like you should be biased the other way you should be biased towards it being harder to see things getting better because you're just testing more and more and more and like you're going to find more and more cases yeah 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 no I'm saying that the fact that New York's case rate was growing so fast uh, at right. the beginning that was part is not an indication that they were in a worse position than Italy. Yeah. Or some other comparable place. That's Uh, all I'm saying. I see. So whether or not they're truly leveling off, I do not know. Mm -hmm. But, um, so the article that Patrick sent was um, just talking about how the fire department of New York released... Um, information today or yesterday about 
the number of people who are dying at home yeah of like what's being reported as cardiac arrest but is almost certainly COVID-19 yeah and the number of deaths happening at home have like quadrupled over this time last year so because like people are just afraid to go to the hospital and they're just or staying at home uh, whether they're afraid or they can't afford it or the disease progresses too quickly for them to go to the hospital I'm sure it's a lot of different reasons yeah um but uh I forget the time period that these numbers are for. I'll try and find out while I'm talking. But normally they record four hundred and fifty deaths. Oh here we go. Between March twentieth and April fifth. Yeah. So normally they would have four hundred and fifty deaths. Or that's what they had in that period last year. Yep. And then between March twentieth and April fifth. This year, they had 2,200 deaths. And so that's uh, like, what, 1,800 deaths happening at yeah. home that yeah. are almost certainly attributable to COVID-19. Right. That And those deaths are not being counted officially. I think they're trying to get them counted. Yeah. And I think that's what everybody's going to have to do in the end is go back and look. At what the real death numbers were. But right now, I think most countries are just counting hospital deaths. Yeah. The uh, the other thing that is very fishy now all of a sudden is testing in Ontario. I, I didn't read anything in detail, but the headlines and the little bits that I skimmed made it seem like Ontario is now no, has no longer has the capacity they claim to have for testing which was around 13 or 14,000 they're now claiming to be able to do like 4 to 5,000 a day and now they're going to try to get to 14 or 15,000 by May so, so uh, like it really feels like someone whoever was in charge of figuring out what like what number they can report for testing capacity was just out there being counting in some really artificial way saying in like a very theoretical calculation of how many tests could be run in like the perfect in a perfect world or something without actually looking at it as a practical capacity and so now they're I don't know it sounds like Doug Ford said they're going to try to double the goal is now to double their current testing which i think might be four thousand trying to get it to like eight thousand first hmm. but man this is just it's painful to watch this happen now for me every time i hear about the testing it's i cringe yeah we got to get there though it's essential to Phase two of this whole yeah, right. pandemic, which is how to live with the virus until there's a vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Kay. In strange science news today, South Korea has reported that 91 people who had got COVID-19 oh, yeah. previously had 
they had a positive test and then they had negative tests and they were thought to be negative and then they have retested positive again. 91 people. Um that's not good news, but like there we were don't reports there were reports of that in China too, but Yeah. Yeah. Well, people have been writing it off as like a testing error when yeah. that happens. Yeah. And whatever is causing it, it's not it's not good news, but depending on what's causing it, it's 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 a spectrum of bad news. So nobody knows why that is. So it could be just simple testing errors like false negatives. Um so in that in which case the bad news is just that our tests don't work very well. Yeah. Um it could be that the virus is doing something weird that we don't understand that allows it to go away and come back, which from what I've learned for of virology on Twitter mm-hmm. seems pretty unlikely. And it could be that those people were reinfected, which would be very bad news. I mean, that would be that would mean a vaccine wouldn't work. Well, no, not necessarily, because okay, so we talked about this a bit the other day when mm-hmm. you were like, "Didn't you read?" And I was like, "No, that's not true." Is so this the thing you'd read before? <laughs> yeah. About? Okay. So there is a study that was looking at antibody levels in people who had been infected and it found that a few people had very low antibody levels to no antibody levels after they had been infected and cleared the virus. And so someone on Twitter started freaking out and said like how bad that was. And then other people were like, well, it's just a very small proportion of people. Like it's a small number of people. So it's not that nobody's going to be building immunity to this um, but what if these 91 people are, are like that subset yeah. of people who just didn't produce strong antibodies and got reinfected or it's some combination of all of these things like who knows I'm sure that researchers are like busting their butts trying to figure this out yeah yeah but there's still so much we don't know about how this virus works you have a joke not really i have a visual one visual joke go it's um the painting of the last supper (laughs) but all the people sitting beside jesus have been photoshopped out and they're put in at the top of the screen screen in squares as though they're Attending the meal via Zoom. (laughs) 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 That's pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty good. So that's that's what Easter. Well, that's is that what Easter is going to be like? Yeah. For a whole bunch of people, are people going to like sit around the sit around the Zoom? Although Zoom is taking a hit because of the security issues. Privacy issues. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. I guess we're done. I guess we're done. Good night. Good night.